Gary Hoffman. They gave him a five-minute standing ovation at the end. Shannon Farron. The bitch is insane. F*** you for being here and ruining everything for everybody else. Gary and Shannon. Together, we will make America great again. Please. Welcome back. You welcome and, uh, back. And happy new year. Oh, to you, sir. Oh, and to you. Did you make any uh, resolutions? I did. I didn't make a resolution. What's that? I'm just, I think I need to see my parents more. Yeah. I need to go see my folks more. I need to do that, too. I, I We were there in July, and then we were there for Christmas, and I realized I hadn't gone to see them in that six, they're only two hours away. Well, and the thing is, away. is there's great wineries around your parents' oh, house. And so we drove in on Christmas Eve, and my sisters were already there and said, "Hey, uh, are you? When are you going to be here?" And I said, "I don't know, three fifteen. And they said, "Meet us at the Graveyard Vineyards." Okay. Yes. Which is on the way. We have to pass it to get to my parents' house. And as we're pulling into the driveway, my sister's pulling right in front of us. Mm-hmm. Perfect timing. So we had a little. My brother uh, gave me a wine club gift, uh, a membership. Yeah. That's and a brother who loves you. It is. It <laughs> or, is. Or and, he's an enabler, either one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, it, it's at your par- near your parents' house. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, that's very so cool. So I'll be going to visit them more. Okay, well, sure. We'll make a, we'll make a year out of it. That'd be fine. But they're going, they're going crazy. One of my resolutions is to not drink as much uh, Chardonnay. So but I don't know how Chardonnay. those are going to work. Just, yeah, just Chardonnay. Okay. So, so Pinot Grigio. Pinot Grigio, a little Sauvignon okay. Blanc. Okay. Are you a sweeter wine? Do you like no. a good Gewürztraminer? To... I do not like a Gewürztraminer. Good answer. Yeah. Um, that's a good answer. Uh, so uh, not as much wine. Uh, I'm going to stop saying the F word, and I'm going to be a nicer person. Well, let me say this. For the, the four hours that you're on the air, I don't think I've ever heard you say the F word. Thank you. I, I don't think I have. <laughs> I think there's been one. Uh, I think it was an S. Yeah, there was, was it. There have been yeah. a handful of S's every once Maybe in a while. Maybe a C, but... an yeah. M, F. Yeah, but every other <laughs> There was a couple word. of double Ds, too. <laughs> yeah. Wait, does oh, an yeah. MF not count as an F? No, completely different ballgame. When it's when it's surrounded by <clears throat> an M, all the other words, mm-hmm. all the other letters and stuff, it kind of softens it a little bit. Okay. Well, there's a bunch going on today. I don't know if you saw the president's Twitter account yesterday. That thing was on fire. I don't know if he didn't have access to it for a couple days, and he had a bunch uh, sort of built up and ready to go. Uh, 17 tweets yesterday. The the only <laughs> one that I read was kind of, oh, I take that back, extremely embarrassing. The bigger and more powerful yeah. nuclear button? Yeah. Yeah, that one was a good one. Um, if you're a guy, don't ever brag about your blank being bigger. And insert no, no. anything in that blank. You, it's, because it just sounds so little mannish. But when you're 15 or 18 or 20, that's that's how you begin a conversation. I mean, that's it. Not when you're 70. It shouldn't be when you're it 70. It shouldn't be. You should age out of talking about your whatever being and how bigger. how big it is. 
Uh, there are a bunch of protests that are going on in Iran as well, bigger perhaps than they were eight years ago. So that's all going on. And I don't know if you saw the headline in the Washington Post today that there is a bomb cyclone is what they're calling it. A bomb cyclone ready to hit the East Coast. And it's already bad. It looks terrifying. I don't know how you got so lucky when you were in uh, in East Rutherford, New Jersey, yeah. for the Chargers-Jets game, it was, what, 40 degrees? 38. Oh, it was? It was 38 degrees. But it was not bad. 38 is livable. It was uh, balmy compared to what it could have been. But, yeah, they're calling it a, a winter hurricane. And then after this hits, with all of the snow and everything that's going to come through from basically Maine through Virginia— they're saying, oh, and it snowed, I think, in Tallahassee, Florida today for the first time in 30 years. Really? That there there will be temperatures even lower than we saw earlier this week. By the end of this week, there will be temperatures even lower. So, I mean, it was 10 degrees or something watching Steve Harvey or Ryan Seacrest or Andy Cohen and Anderson Cooper, whoever you watched on New Year's Eve in Times Square when it was 10 degrees, it was even colder now, my nephew, who lives in Hawaii his whole life, 21 years old, is going this week to D.C. for a five month internship with a senator. Oh, that's a rude awakening. <laughs> Can you I believe that? Did that? You see, the reflecting even, pool is frozen he, over. Is it really? Yeah. Does he even own pants? No. See he that? had to shop for pants and shoes. And tell him to get a really good jacket, because when I moved to Colorado, I walked outside for the first time and just took in that first breath and your oh. nostrils freeze. Yeah. And you go, oh, I'm painfully unprepared for this environment yeah. i mean it's painful I why do even. humans live here? exactly well it's also going to be a good year for uh, harvey weinstein and james toback perhaps. or is it no, i don't know two sex crimes cases have been presented to the la county da's office by beverly hills police detectives the information was presented sometime last month, but the DA's office and the Beverly Hills Police Department now just confirming, yes, the transfer was made, and the DA's office says this is under review. Can you believe it's been 80 women? 80 women who have publicly accused Weinstein of sexual misdeeds spanning four decades ever since the bomb first dropped on October 5th when the New York Times article surfaced. Can you believe that now three months ago? Is that right? October, December. Yeah. yeah. Three months. Since. 80 women. No matter what you have in your past, Hoffman, that has failed to surface so far, it's not 80. <laughs> well, I, and I think the fact that it wouldn't have come out in 2017, if it didn't come out yet, I think I'm, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm okay. Okay. Although I know there was an alert that I got that somebody, I think it was from the National Ballet, was was kicked out because of sexual uh, impropriety. That sounds vaguely familiar. Uh, they all kind of run together, don't they? 17 other criminal investigations, by the way, have been initiated all about Weinstein. We're talking L.A., London, New York. The problem is the statute of limitations. It's run out on a lot of these things. Well, and that's what makes these significant is that if there is a chance that these are prosecuted, it, it, it makes incredible headlines. That Beverly Hills Police Lieutenant did confirm that Beverly Hills PD did deliver their investigation to prosecutors, but that they are not making any of the details public, including who is making the allegation against them. Also, prosecutors said they're looking at five investigations into Director James Toback. If you remember, this guy was the one who was uh, spackling the inside of his khakis on people's legs. Three of those cases came from Beverly Hills PD, two of them from LAPD. Speaking of spackle, Weinstein's attorneys 
have issued a statement and they say Mr. Weinstein has never at any time committed an act of sexual assault. Here's my favorite part. And it is wrong and irresponsible to conflate claims of impolitic behavior. Impolitic behavior. Can we talk about masturbating into a plant in front of a a girl you don't even know? Which is the exact definition of impolitic. No. No, it's not? No. Oh. Unless it is now. (laughs) Maybe they're changing words these days. Impolitic behavior. He says there, uh, the statement says, there is a wide canyon between mere allegation and truth. And we are confident that any sober calculation of the facts will prove no legal wrongdoing occurred. And nonetheless, to those offended by Mr. Weinstein's behavior, he remains deeply apologetic. So we'll stay on top of any information coming out regarding those investigations circling around under review at the L.A. County D.A.'s office. Coming back, you knew that there were going to be a lot of tear in the sky stories over the holiday. Well, there were also. Yeah. Want to give away some money? Hey, well, let's start the year by giving away a thousand bucks. Let's do it. All right, we'll tell you how you can do that when we come back to Gary and Shannon. Friends from the fields on feeder and fertile, bloody and raw, but our spirit is sweet with the How about an opportunity to start 2018 right? How about a thousand bucks in your, your shot at one thousand dollars now? Text the keyword money to 200 200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and messaging rates apply. That's money to 200 200. And that call will be coming sometime in the next hour. Remember, you need to answer your phone for it to reward you with all of that cold, hard cash. Tons going on today as we get back into our work week. So you hear what Steve Bannon called that meeting with the Russian lawyer there? Treasonous is what he called it. Also, recreational marijuana, legal. But how do we get our hands on it? We're going to deep dive into that coming up in the next hour. Also, uh, we're planning on in the 1 o'clock hour getting into the bomb cyclone, this, uh, this winter hurricane that is forecast to hit a bunch of the east coast before temperatures dip even lower than they've been for the last several days i love the word smithery that comes with weather events winter (laughs) hurricane bomb cyclone what was the other one the polar express polar vortex polar Polar vortex Vortex. that was Mm -hmm. a good one too the pineapple express meanwhile it might rain here oh my god yeah no. I swear. It was, no. it was very cloudy this morning in certain areas. It was Aww. supposed to maybe rain tonight, but that's been pushed back. Now it's like not till next week. Oh, we thank God. We can plan. What yeah. was it that, wait, what was, what would have, what would have been rained out by the rain that we were going to get? All two hundredths of an inch of it. I was just being dramatic. Oh, okay. Well, in that case, let's be dramatic in the skies. Flight 209, you are cleared for takeoff. Roger. Get off my plane. Roger, Roger. What's our vector, Victor? Enough is enough! I have had it with these monkey-fighting snakes on this Monday to Friday plane! It's Gary and Shannon's Terror in the Skies on KFI. Well, there was a lot uh, that went on. I mean, so many people traveled over these last couple of weeks that you knew we had to have some Terror in the Sky stories. I was just telling Gary before the show that uh, when the Chargers took their their flight back from New York, it was on the last passenger flight for the Delta 747. 
So all of us were drawing on the walls of the plane. And the players (laughs) were uh, drawing murals. Beautiful. Sean McGrath is an artist. I had no idea. So that thing is going to live in the desert somewhere with a bunch of Chargers graffiti on it. Yeah. Okay. It was beautiful graffiti, though. (laughs) And... Shannon's signature. Well, there was a rat on an Alaska flight out of Oakland. And one would think, oh, was that a rat that just got in? And you'd get the rat, you'd throw it off onto the tarmac, and away you'd go, right? You'd think. That's not the way it went. Well, there was an Alaska Airlines plane leaving Oakland. I think it was on its way to Portland. uh, Canceled because of a report of a mouse in the cockpit, according to the airport. The airline said it was a rat. Uh, and they said the rat was spotted jumping from the jetway to inside the aircraft, which to me is the beginning of a great Disney movie. Yes. But uh, I, they didn't think the same. What is that Disney movie with the Ratatouille. little... Ratatouille. Yes. He, that, yeah, and he jumps Pixar. on board to make better food for the airline passengers. I love it. Done, right? Oh, that my gosh. I would watch that. Ratatouille Terror in the Skies. I would watch that after a stop at my local pot store. Or Denzel Washington can't fly the plane. Right. And, and the, then the rat, rat takes yeah. over. Yeah. Yes. Wraps his little tail around the yoke and just goes to town. Right, because remember Denzel was drunk. Now, is it inverted, the plane, when the rat takes the controls? Yes. Oh, my gosh. I'm in. Is it a strong enough rat where he could take care of the snakes on the plane? Okay. No, don't now be ridiculous, Blake. Blake. Gosh. They said that uh, most passengers found new flights uh, yesterday. Some of them had to wait until this morning to get out. But the... I, the problem with it is that rats, rodents on planes can chew through all the wires, and that's never a good thing. Well, apparently, uh, the 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 passengers wanted to get the plane going, and they said, "Well, to the, they asked the captain, well, can we take a vote? And if enough of us vote to take the flight, can we just go with the no, rat on board?" So and and the uh, captain said, "No, no, 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 no. I do not want a rodent at my feet when I am piloting this plane." Well, there. isn't he locked in his little cabin anyway? Yeah, but if I the mean, rat got in there. Before they close the door, is that what you mean? Oh, I was just thinking if the rat was in the cabin, then the the, well, it was yeah, the rats don't you, have to worry. You would about rather it. the rat in first class than in the cockpit. It was well, yeah. unclear if the rat was in the cockpit or in the cabin. I think oh. yes. A Ryanair flight, which is always an experience. Good lord, it's terrifying. Ryanair flights, terrifying. Is it like I mean, low, that's low budget. Talk about drunk. I mean, the, the flight airline. Oh, very discounted. Okay. I mean, you basically have to pay for your seatbelt and and privileges to use the the, uh, the, the bathroom. This passenger was getting off a Ryanair flight from London to Spain when he got fed up waiting. You know, sometimes it can take an extra long time for people to get their crap out of the overheads, and you're waiting, and you're waiting, and you're waiting. He said, screw it. So he made his way to an emergency exit, opened up the door, jumped onto the wing of the plane with his backpack, <laughs> and took off. You can't do that. No, you can't. Uh, there was one guy who videotaped uh, or videoed on his phone the whole incident. He said the passengers were standing in the aisle waiting to get off the plane, which, by the way, is the worst of humanity. The worst Mm -hmm. moment of humanity (laughs) is when people are standing in that aisle waiting to get off the airplane because you cannot figure out what's holding them up in front of you. And there's always some horse's ass that has put his stuff behind him. So he's got to make his way against the stream. Right. As opposed to just sitting and waiting when he could do it. No problem at all. Right. Uh, This guy says uh, the man got very or the man very calmly asked for permission to get past a few people. 
and then opened the emergency exit, looked out, saw the wing, went back for his backpack, and then jumped out of the airplane. Onto the wing, onto the tarmac, and took off. So Spanish authorities are the ones who are in charge of that. We come back. We have more terror in the skies, including uh, what we can look forward to in this new year and this new travel time. Oh, and the Chrissy Teigen, John Legend story. I was kind of obsessed with that. That was a very funny story. Yeah. I mean, it turned out to be fine, but there, it raises a lot of questions for me. Well, and you shouldn't feel bad about uh, Chrissy Teigen because it's not a bad way to spend eight hours. In first class. In first class. Yeah, I don't think she's fine. Gary and Shannon, KFI AM 640. Hey, radio DJ, can you play that song that she loves so I can turn it? Good. Gary and Shannon, KFI AM six forty, more stimulating talk. Told you earlier about Steve Bannon criticizing President Trump in a new book, talking about that meeting with the, the Russian lawyer with the Donald Trump Jr. and the like as, as treasonous. Well the president <laughs> has responded and how. Yeah. His, there's a there's a whole long statement. We'll get into all of it when we do uh, Swamp Watch again for for 1230, but the first two lines, this, Steve Bannon has nothing to do with me or my presidency. When he was fired, he not only lost his job, he lost his mind. <laughs> wow. Uh, and that's the beginning of the statement. Fiery rhetoric Woo! from this president right I thought, now. I thought we were going to calm down a little bit. I don't know how holidays went, but somebody's <laughs> stove is hot. <laughs> they did fine. Did you see Melania's dress? No. Uh, was it Christmas or Christmas Eve or something like that? No. She, was that New Year's? That was New Year's Eve. It was New Eve, Year's, it? yes. She's really pretty. I'm Googling it. She's really pretty. And uh, and Baron, I just want to go play ball with him. You think he needs somebody to play ball with? just don't know how much he gets out. Seems kind of pale. The dress was $5,500. I don't like this dress. You liked this dress, this pink thing? Uh, With the flowers? No, it, was it pink? Yeah, it was sparkly. Yeah. You like this? Good. Yeah. Oh. I like that one. Huh. You know. I didn't know that that would be your taste. I thought you're more of a lower neckline guy. Depends. And you like that mid-calf cut where it hits her mid-calf? Sure. Okay. I don't know that's what that was, but okay. Uh, we're talking about terror in the skies. There was also a guy in San Diego who's been banned from flying on Alaska. Uh there was an allegation that he was harassing one of the flight attendants. This guy named Mike, Mike Timon, was flying from Portland to San Diego the day after Christmas. Looks like he may have grabbed a handful of buttocks. Well, wait a minute. Now, he was, I think he was in first class, if I'm not mistaken, and he was asking for a drink. So... I don't know what the problem is. He says he touched her politely on her back, not mm-hmm. her buttocks. I would just like to say the textbook rule is don't touch the flight attendant. Ever. Ever. For any reason. No. I don't, I don't fly every day, but I don't think there's been one time in my life where I've ever had to touch a flight attendant. Do not touch a flight attendant. That's just a bad move. I don't even take the drink from her uh, or him when they come over and they say, I'm going to put the... I don't... Okay. Just... Just Sit it down. Don't touch. I'll even pretend like I don't see you if it makes you feel better and so that there's no miscommunication. That's probably better. Better safe than sorry, huh? Chrissy Teigen and her husband, John Legend, uh, we all read about it on Twitter. They were headed for Tokyo from LAX 
11-hour flight, four hours into the flight, they're told, hey, there's somebody that should not be on this plane. We're returning to LAX. I'm not sure how that goes. I mean, I, I, I don't know why that's protocol. I'm sure it's it's protocol for very good reasons. But you'd think that they would land wherever they were, the closest airport, if they had to get that person off the plane, if there was some sort of security concern or something. Sure. Um, and, and then continue the flight on to Tokyo and then take that person off the plane wherever you landed, Denver or whatever uh, and then you continue on. But that was not protocol. Protocol was to return the plane, which just makes you wonder if this if it was a security concern, they want it had to go back to LAX. And why would you trust that person being on the plane for an additional four hours? It just doesn't make any sense to me. Considering you were halfway there. Well, I don't right. know about halfway. I mean, from L.A. to Tokyo is what, 11 hours? 11 hours. Like Wait, that. it was an L.A. to Tokyo flight, though. So they the, really couldn't have landed anywhere. That's true. Because there was, they were you know, going over the water. But if it's four hours and the flight plan, well... Yeah, but I don't. Couldn't they have just zip tied him to a chair? Right, exactly. Even if there was no uh, no reason to believe that there was a security concern, other than that person got on the plane and they weren't supposed to. Well, it was brothers. They were booked on separate flights, but from our understanding, is that they printed out the same boarding pass and used it twice. And you'd think that the airline would pick Catch up on it. that. That those aren't just beep-boop machines, as Chrissy Teigen pointed out on Twitter. I guess those machines do nothing. They just go beep-boop, beep-boop. Except they, must, they do something because, like, when, when I get a beep-boop, then they go, yeah. enjoy your flight, Miss King. Right. I've had beep-boop go beep-bop, and then they say, uh, you're going to need to go back to the gate real quick or just go over there and, and show them your idea a second time. Something like that. I've had that happen before. So it's not just a beep-boop machine. Well, she, there is a beep-bop every once in a while. She was on Twitter uh, talking about the woes of, of being on a flight for eight hours and then uh, and then continuing the flight to Tokyo. And then I, and it wasn't registering until Blake said it in the office today. He said, well, how bad could that be? She's probably in first class. And then I looked at the pictures they tweeted, and there they are in first class with, like, the lie-down beds and everything. Right. Watch a couple extra movies. Have a Chardonnay. Lay down. Take a nap. It's not the worst place to be stuck for eight hours. No coaches. Right. Yes. Now, those people I feel for. If you're if you're on an 11-hour flight and eight hours of it gets eaten up by the fact that you went out and then had to come back, yeah, and nice. then you got to turn around and do a whole other 11-hour flight, that would be an annoyance. It, it is an annoyance. You know. As, but I don't as, feel as, as nice as first class might be. I don't feel as badly for her as I as I did. No, I, I did like the guy. There was one guy who tweeted a picture, just happened to be sitting next to them. This guy here, who was lucky enough to write the uh, yeah. his eight-hour LAX to LAX flight, yeah. was interrupted. Uh, for 2018, what you need to know is that planes are getting a lot smaller. The airlines refer this as densification. Mm. They are densifying the planes, <laughs> okay? Um, they're adding seats. They're adding rows. We're all getting bigger, and they're making the flying room smaller. There are some of some of the older airliners, once they get out of uh, normal service for an airline, they'll be sold off to different charter companies. And there was one time when I was flying with the University of Washington football team to Arizona for a game, and we were in an L-1011 that had been retrofitted for a charter flight. Yeah. I have never sat so close to so many other people. For such a long amount of time in my life because they what they did was and they explained this to us one of the flight attendants that was coming through that this was not the normal seating pattern that they had squeezed more seats in just so they could pour, 
pack more pork onto these uh, onto these charter flights. There, your knees, and I know that they, the joke is, you know, sit on an airliner and your knees are in your chest the whole time. Physically, you could not put your feet all the way onto the floor because your knees hit the, the seat it's in front of you. It's gotten so ridiculous. I mean, I, I look at my husband, he's 6'2 or something, and on these flights, and his knees are up here, yeah. and his head's right on the seat in front of him. It's like sitting in the back seat of a it's convertible. It's terrible. It just makes you happy that you're a short-legged person when you're on these new and flights. And the thing is, I'm 5'11", so I'm right in the average when it comes to the, I'm the guy that they designed those seats for. Yeah. The, I'm, my body is the one they physically use. There's a dummy with my face on it and forehead and everything sitting in an airline facility somewhere. They put my body in that seat. And it's uncomfortable for me. So how about the new flight? The Remember they were talking about, I don't know if they got it approved, but overseas, they were trying to pack more people in. And so they were going to do standing up seats. Yeah, probably Ryanair, like you were it saying. It would have to uh, clear some serious safety hurdles. Yeah, well, you'd, it that. sounds like you'd have sort of it's like a gurney that wasn't tipped all the way it's back. A, it's and a stand up sort of- roller coaster. You probably have that little crotch saddle thing. Yeah, it's like a, the Gravitron. Like shoulder belt or something like that. That sounds lovely, the doesn't Gravitron. it? The Gravitron. Remember the Gravitron? <laughs> yes. Good times. All right, coming up next, what you watching Wednesday right here on Gary and Shannon. The following program is brought to you in living color. What you watching in there? Americans love television. They wean their kids on it. USA television much better. You've been watching too many of those live television shows. Gary and Shannon, on Wednesdays, we get to talk about what's going on on TV and what you watch on Wednesdays. And uh, because everybody, I think, was sick or is sick, this is good couch time. And I think I watched every single bowl game from December 23rd through the Rose Bowl. That was a great Rose Bowl. That was a fantastic. I was so tired after that Rose Bowl, I didn't really even care to watch the Clemson game, yeah. which was great because it was a crap game. <laughs> Good for you because it was a crap. That Rose Bowl yeah. was over four hours, I think. It was. Uh, and you also didn't know that The Bachelor was on that day. I did not. What? So, you missed it? Uh, yeah. Yes, I'm going to oh. watch it today. January. Because <laughs> I guess that's the guy. <laughs> that makes me yeah. very upset every time I see that commercial. But ra- ratings for The Bachelor took a tw- uh, took a, just a beating in the 22nd season premiere Monday night. It faced The Rose Bowl, or what was left of The Rose Bowl, and everyone still fatigued over watching Trying to figure out if Steve Harvey was wearing women's clothing on New Year's Eve. So they figured out that, by the way, the decision is yes, he was wearing women's clothing. Uh, 1.5 rating among 18 uh, to 49-year-old uh, adults. I think the reason The Bachelor didn't do as well is because nobody knew it was going to be on New Year's Day. I mean, you don't think that regular fall programming or spring programming is going to start on New Year's. It's usually no. the following week. You know, so I was looking because I was like, oh, when does The Bachelor start? So I'm looking uh, at the DirecTV guide. I didn't even start looking, uh, you know, which day to look at until the third, till today. Because sure. I think, well, they're not going to do it on the first, they're not going to do it on the second. And so then I saw it was on the eighth, which I thought was the premiere. And I don't recall, I, I mean, I watched the uh, the Rose Bowl. I didn't see any promos for it. A- no. ABC and ESPN are the same company, but it would make sense. Why would ESPN then promote, hey, uh, while you guys are watching the Rose Bowl, tell your women to go watch The Bachelor. Or vice versa. It's to be 2017. Totally sexist and Demer, it's 20, you know. I, I just cleaned it up. Thank I you. cleaned it up. Appreciate that. Uh, can we talk about New Year's Eve for just a heartbeat? Yeah. Is the new thing just to get people wasted? Because uh, Anderson Cooper and Andy Cohen, 
uh, they were hilarious, but they're taking tequila shots and they're slurring. And then they go to Denver where this chick is in a freaking pot den with yeah. gas masks. And, and New Orleans where Don Lemon and I think Brooke Baldwin <clears throat> they were, drunk again. Were, were getting hammered again. And then compl- I should say trying to then describe how not drunk they were. About how they're going to after in the after party, you know, once it hits midnight, New Orleans, then their job is over. Then they go to the, they're going to they're going to go to the private party, and it's so fun funny to be the only, only sober guy walking into a bar of drunk people. And there was a guy in Florida, <laughs> and he was he was wasted at like a drag queen party or something. Sure. It was just it was wild, and I'm thinking, so is this the thing? And then I'm thinking, well, did they all listen to the show like a year and a half ago when it was cool to drink on the air? Like us, you yeah. mean? <laughs> I mean, it's kind of passe now, isn't it? But that's yeah, kind of, it makes for some fun, cringeworthy moments versus like, uh, you know, the Steve Harvey one was just kind of a mess all over the place. Ryan Seacrest is too buttoned up. Right. The yeah. same thing with that one is they were a little bo- more what boring. The hell it's kind of fun to see. To, to what's her name? Oh, uh, Jenny, Jenny McCarthy. McCarthy. Oh, yeah. she's good not, lord. She's not altogether there. No. I watched a little bit of the Univision version of New Year's Eve, really? where there was a woman in Vegas doing the concert stuff, where she's introducing acts that were doing uh, uh, shows on a. I couldn't figure out exactly where it was, but they're on the strip and they're on an outdoor venue, like a balcony somewhere. Those they were amazing. I didn't understand 4% of what they were saying, but they were amazing because they were genuine. They were excited about it. And then the main stage that they would go to was in California Adventure. So everyone there is having a great time. They're having a lot of fun. They're eating all kinds of great food and stuff. Not one person was drinking. Uh, not that I have a problem with it, but it just if you're CNN, I'm not sure I would want my anchors. Yeah, it was people. it was odd to me. Well, it was and kind then, of like seeing Daddy drunk. You know, it's like <laughs> oh, well, and over on Fox they had they. What if, again, what if North Korea happens, Anderson? Exactly. Right. You Are know you what I mean? Ready for it, over on Fox they had one of their it's their regular news reporters was in Nashville and he was like line dancing and really not very good and just sort of making a jerk of himself and I was like what. What are you doing? Speaking of Fox, uh, Kennedy and I think it was Jesse Waters hosted mm-hmm. their coverage. Kennedy did a Kathy Griffin impersonation. That was funny. Yeah. Uh, that Pretty <laughs> damn she good. Put a red wig on. Uh, Hoda Kotb on television has been named to replace Matt Lauer as co-anchor of the Today Show. And there's a big talk about how she and Savannah Guthrie's pay is nowhere close to what Matt Lauer's pay was. Which will be interesting to see what happens with that if the ratings stay as as strong as they were with Matt Lauer. Right, because doesn't she have to prove herself first? I mean, he, yes, he kind of got thing. that because he you, was you can't a hot compare, commodity. You can't compare Matt Lauer, his pay just before he was fired, to what Hoda Kotb's is now. I mean, she's never, she's not done this before. And he had 20 years of experience and helped build that Today Show into what the... Now, the guy's an apple, apparently. Uh, We didn't know that. At least not all of us knew that. So the advertisers were willing to make him a hot commodity, and that's why he was getting $20 a year, and she's getting two. Matt Lauer's Why None of You... two is a pretty good deal. Why None of You Got Sex Toys for Christmas from Your Office Colleagues. Wait, would I have gotten that last year? (laughs) Now you'll never know. Oh, coming up next. There is one little package left in the office in there with your name on it. Little package. Not from me. I didn't look at her. I didn't. Coming up next. Pot? We can buy it, kids. We're going to go straight to the source to find out how it all works when we come back. To Gary and Shannon.